it's like it's best you probably want to go in like a honda fit instead of a tesla roaster you yeah know? okay yeah most def way to make it a loose <laughs> a loose to tech room you know? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Two Black Nerds. I'm Ihai Yakachuku, and on the other mic, we got... Romeo Quihangana. Glad to be back. Ihai, how are you doing? Been doing aight, man. Been doing aight. You know, just pushing code, pulling commits. Same old, same old. How about you? Me? Um, finishing, I finished my master's degree. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, Congrats, that. fam. You made it. <laughs> Thanks. Now, nice. what about the other one? When are you going to become Dr. Romeo? Well, you know what, I, what I would <laughs> say, let me tell you something. I would say, do not hold your breath. It might take a while. So, okay, I'll say, I'll take that as a man. But it's okay, it's okay. No, no, dude, never that. say never. Um, my criteria for PhD entry is that I'm able to do a topic of research that I want, that I'm interested in. All right. And topics I'm interested in. And, and no funding for that so i feel you man it's hot out here i forgot who told me this they're like um if you're paying for a phd you're doing something wrong too so no, there's always true. that that's true that's true that's real that's real so we're not gonna waste any time we're gonna like roll right into the topic du jour today mm-hmm. um i feel like me and Romeo had a very interesting talk about books I've been reading recently. And so one that I've been reading about it reading right now, and I'm about like halfway through with it, is called The Power of Habit. And it talks about how like it just really talks about habits, habit loops, how habits are formed, how habits are changed, um, or how habits are broken. Um so yeah, that's gonna be a talking topic day. We're gonna to talk about By the that, power. What call it? Um, author is Charles Duhigg, right? I think so. Sorry, yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. New York Times uh, journalist. He's a pretty. He's yeah. a pretty good writer. He's a he's a good writer. It's been. But a very... what got you? What got you to pick up the the book? Actually, you recommended it to me one time. We were ta- We were reading. We I think I showed you an article on habit. I have to scroll through our history, and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, Your your roommate um, was like, oh, yeah, he's reading that book right now. I'm just like, oh, word? I've been meaning to cop that book, and it was a reminder, so I just went and copped it for my Kindle that same day, and I just got around to reading it recently. Um, But it's been popping, man. It's been, like, really good. And also, I wanted to read it because I've been trying to form healthier and more beneficial habits um, in my life. True, true. I mean, that's always that's always a good time to pick it up. I guess, like, well, what's the? So I haven't I haven't read the book, but I think I, I read the synopsis and like he gets often quoted when it comes to uh, habit and behavior change and whatnot. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess what's his general framing? So, like, you mentioned habit loops. That's something that I I haven't heard of. Yeah. What's what does he mean by that? So. A habit loop, so every single habit can be broken down into a habit loop and or broken down into or has a habit loop, sorry. And this habit loop is broken into three distinct parts. The first part of a habit loop 
is well actually before i go through each one the first three parts are or all the three parts are each habit has a cue it has a routine mm, and it, it has a reward a okay. cue is something that you that signifies that oh wait i like this habit needs to start or like a cue is a signifier it's something that tells your brain like hey i need to go into my routine and that routine is um where you do whatever so here's a basic habit loop um let's say i have a habit of always cleaning like keep my room like um spotless or like clean which if you know me that is far from the truth i mean <laughs> well, hypothetical an easier, like an easier habit is like brushing teeth uh in the morning right oh yeah let's talk about that so i guess the habit is like so let's do that brushing teeth in the morning i, I hope you do that I do, I do, I do. <laughs> so the cue is, or even taking a shower. So the cue is like, you know, I walk into my bathroom. Oh, I'm in my bathroom. I just, I, I just heard my alarm and I walked to my bathroom. It's time for me to brush my teeth. And then like, that's like, you know, the cue is just like waking up, going to the bathroom, like, or hearing my alarm and waking up and going to the yeah. bathroom. Then that causes me to fall into my routine of brushing my teeth. And like, you know, that brushing my teeth could be another cue to me, like, in that same process or like mental state to take a shower and then that reward that I get is feeling clean and like refreshed and ready to like start my day or whatever. Yeah. And same thing goes for cleaning the room. You walk into a room, you see something on the floor. The cue is, Oh, this is that place. It needs to like, something is that place. The routine is picking it up and putting it in its rightful place. And then the reward is, Oh, Hey, I like feel good. And like that my room is all clean now. And habit loops kind of run every single aspect of our lives is how, like, they're, like, the crux of marketing. So, in, in a way, before we get into the marketing speak, because yeah. that's actually, like, that's an interesting, like, side not to go into. So, I guess, like, Charles Duhigg calls habit loop essentially what constitute um, the basic, like, the, not the building, so, like, the building blocks of, of, a, ha- of a habit. Because, like, so the guy, BJ Fogg, right? Um, mm-hmm. like the, my, my understanding of habits and how they're formed and how to change them come from reading, not even reading, uh, watching like a 20 minute video by this guy named BJ Fogg who talks about, uh, tiny habits. And he also yeah. kind of bars the same terminology. He doesn't call it habit loop, but he says like every habit has the same components, which is the cue routine and the reward. So the habit loop mm-hmm. essentially kind of, I guess there was like a visual representation of that. I'm guessing, yeah, like in the book. Okay, there's a lot of habit loops examples that they use. Okay, yeah, and I mean, yep, like yep. the, the um, so you're saying like a lot of habit loops runs our life. What um, what did you mean by that? Or like, what does he, the author mean by that one? Um, mean by what? Sorry, I didn't catch. Um, like, there's a lot of habit loops. Like, habit loops runs our lives. Yeah. Like so, like, that. I'm gonna tie this into marketing. Um, a case study or whatever that they did or an example that they did within the book is talking about Febreze. People at first, like, they, this is how Febreze blew up. So they, they had misidentified the habit loop at first. Like, they found they had, like, accidentally, um, they accidentally invented Febreze and, like, they thought they were onto something huge. So they started Mm -hmm. making advertisements for it. And the original habit loop was, like, the cue would be that something smells bad. Um... And the routine is a phrase on it, and then the reward is, oh, you know, ah, everything smells fresh and the odor's gone. And that is what makes up the crux of an advertisement. 
And so they aired advertisements with that using that habit loop. But what they realized is that habit loop was not necessarily everybody's habit loop and Febreze failed to take off. Yeah, but because I think when, yeah. they, when they were they were originally advertising it as um, a replacement for actually washing clothes, right? To a certain degree. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, don't, you don't have to wash like your kids soccer practice stuff. Just like spray Febreze on it. Exactly. That's how it's really marketing. But they didn't take off that way. Yeah. Um, so they had to modify that habit loop and they studied thousands of videos of various people who like use Febreze or like um, various people who use Febreze and they realized that while they sure there were some people that use it as an odor eliminator, there are actually mm-hmm. some people that you had a different habit loop of the cue, like the cue and routine was like um, starting to clean and cleaning a room and then or like the cue was cleaning a room and their routine was to like spray the Febreze in the room as an after like effect to like after keep, to freshen up. To freshen up, exact, exactly. Yeah. And then the reward is, ah, you know, a feeling of delight. And they yeah. mark, and they, like, after they identified that through various research, they launched a new series of advertisements with that, like, and I think if you've seen a Febreze commercial, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and after launching that, that's when Febreze took off in popularity and lo- became one of Procter & Gamble's, like, most popular products and started cashing in. Nice. Do you yeah. know that the original Febreze didn't have a scent? Yeah, it did, but it could still neutralize odors. How wild is that? Yeah, science, man. Chemical engineering, man. It's wild. Chegs. Chegs. So what, um, <laughs> what habit loops, uh, or to borrow that term, like what loops, what habits, I guess, like are you, are you trying to pick up lately? Habits I'm trying to pick up lately. Um... Or actually, a different question is, how has this changed the way you view one, either your day-to-day or day-to-day of other people? Yeah. Okay. So I guess like before I answer that, to, I guess to preface what my answer to that question, um, the book not only talks about defining what habit is, but also talks mm-hmm. about um, not only forming new habits, but also how to change a habit, right? Because everybody has bad habits of like, you know, like or everybody may have bad habits, whether it's like biting your nails, picking your nose, whatever it is, you know, but the key to changing a habit is to keep the, like the key to changing a habit is to identifying its cue, but changing the routine and hopefully the reward should like in a way stay the same or it may change. I can't remember. It's fuzzy. Um, but like, yeah, it's the key to changing the routine, but you have to identify what the cue is for a habit yeah. in and order the thing to with the like, cue is like, if you can eliminate the cue, you can actually drastically change, um, the, the habit. So for yeah. example, like well, one of the things that, um, I've been, I was trying, well, I've been trying to work on is how many times I'm distracted by my phone or like not picking my, picking up my phone every single yeah, time. Exactly. And the main cue that's actually built in your phone is the notification, right? That, mm-hmm. that sound like ding. And like, that's the, li- so that's literally the cue that then says, okay, pick up your phone, then look. And then after that you scroll and then the reward is either new information or delightful colors or like a nice little dopamine switch. Yep. And this is what I talk about whenever I say that habit loops run or habit loops run our lives. True, Cause true. that's how you get the, Most you of, just described the whole addiction of social media right there. And so the easiest way to remove that cue, well, so the disable first one notifications. is <laughs> disable all notification for the app. 
right? That's one. Yeah. Two, another way to essentially stop the routine is you get an app that blocks your access to that app or you just delete the app completely, right? That's exactly. one. Of the, that's one of the two. But yeah, so kind of if you get at the, those first two things, right? If you get rid of the queue and you change the routine, the habit itself, because it's now being reinforced, will kind of lose steam over time. But it does take a while. Yeah. But like, and that's how, I think your question was, how have that changed my day-to-day life? Like, or it's like how a you view other, others. Like, not to say how, how has it changed it or how has it changed how you look at it, right? Because like, mm-hmm. I'm not like I can't necessarily assume that oh you read you read it and then the next day like life different done you know what I'm saying so more yeah. like how what insight what have you noticed about your day to day that you hadn't noticed before you got this book I think I'm very more attentive to like I guess like for like uh, the first week or so after I started reading it um, mm-hmm. what I began to realize was my habits on the like. I started taking more notice of daily habits I have at like work. For example, I have a tendency to like get up like before I'd get up, walk around and maybe like maybe like an hour or two after lunch, go to the kitchen in the office, get a snack and like a like a bottle of water and then go back to my desk or get like sometimes it'd be candy. But I'm trying to like and the reward is like ah, I feel like like sated or whatever. Like maybe it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling getting that little bit of sugar I need, but I kind of ch- I've tried to change it now by whenever I get up, I try to rather than getting like candy or something of the sort, I try to get like a piece of fruit instead. That like even yeah. though I could still get that sugar rush, but it's at least somewhat healthier than you know. It's not, it's not straight up. Yeah, I mean the amount of sugar is probably reduced, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and still enough to like get that like same feeling or substitute it with something like even like coffee that still gives me like a spike of energy, but, mm-hmm. um, from the caffeine, but, um, nullifies like that, um, sweetness craving. So that. that's one way. I think it also helps like recognizing habit loops within like interpersonal relationships with individuals. Right. Like, you hmm. know, um, like, you know, me, like sometimes, um, like let's say we're having a conversation or like, or even like, um, we're having a conversation. You say something and you're talking, but then you say something that triggers something immediately in my brain. By routine, I'm normally like, I normally suck at like letting the person finish out their thought or sentence completely. Uh, okay. And I tend to interject. And then yeah. the reward is feeling like my, I think from like my, like, I guess if I'm like in your shoes or, or I guess like if you're putting myself in my mind, my reward is I feel like I added something to the conversation or like you know like put in some like new and invaluable info no, you've con- you can you've contributed right yeah exactly but the other person may not feel that way so it's hard so sometimes people like can take those type of things personally but they may not realize what like they may be doing something out of habit but not being but not realizing that what they're doing may be like rude in some way should perform and it's like you can even tie this into like the um workplace and meetings like men may have a habit of like interrupting like women or like like interrupting women that or one, if other co-workers whenever they speak yeah. yeah but the thing is the key to remedying it though is notifying like you know tell like pointing out that cue to them and then that way it gives them a way to shape their routine and change their routine and correct their behavior in the end and that way 
you know, in the end, the reward can still be there if the routine is changed to let the other person finish out their thought before, um, and then before contributing your information. And still, in the end, the reward is still the same. You're still contributing something to the conversation. I've had I've had the same um, I had the same struggle for a while where I would stop. No, I wouldn't stop. I would interject immediately uh, when someone was talking or. The, the habit that I currently have is to, for some reason, I like to refute the other person's point, no matter what it is, to oh, the point where people no have caught Shit, uh, man. <laughs> where, to the point where I've caught myself disagreeing with something that I agree with, like essentially saying, but, and then kind of... Because you always want to play devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, but that's kind of backfires to the point where essentially like good job romeo you look like a dick (laughs) (laughs) in that like i i try to in trying like when i've expressed my idea like someone expressed their idea and in just in responding just out of habit i disagree with them even though the point they made is perfectly complementary to mine yeah and that's that's one that every single time i catch myself I go, instead of saying but, I said and, I agree and, and I try to riff off of that. But that, that one's been a, it's been quite, it's been quite yeah, a challenge man. for me. <clears throat> but like the idea, but you know, it's all the same. But the um, idea is about like identify the cue. Find that cue and like changing the routine. the routine. Yeah. And in the end, like it all will fall into place. True. Agreed. Although like, like, that's just yeah. like, that's just about like changing, changing routine, right? Or changing mm-hmm. a habit. What about picking up new ones? Which ones are you trying to pick up? Uh, working out more, going to gym. Um, that one is a doozy, man. It really is, and you know, there's some cues that they recommend in the book for like starting a new habit like that. Whether it's um, whether it's like going to sleep in your gym clothes or something like that, or packing your gym bag and like you know putting it in a visible spot like the night before or packing mm-hmm. up everything you need for the next day so you can like wake up see a gym bag and be like oh it's time for me to go to the gym you know yeah. and you fall into that routine eventually but like i don't know that one's just kind of hard in itself because um <clears throat> i think it's like um you know what makes it hard what's up it's actually not the working out part it's everything you have to do until you get to the workout right yeah because remember when we're in college the working out part was pretty easy Right. And pretty quick. Because we would wake up, the gym was within walking distance. Yeah. And um, whatever workout we did was like 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes, right? Yeah. But now that we both are graduates, working out takes on a whole different, a whole different, um, whole different structure in the sense that like, we have to take into account, do I want to do it before work or after work? After work, yeah. I can't really squeeze it in, um... In be- I can try to squeeze it in before in between work hours, but how far is the gym from work? Yep. Then but... I have to go, like, you know, I have to shower at the gym. We could go to the gym, work yeah. out, go eat, and then we can go back to our dorms yeah. and shower when, and go to when, class. When do I figure out what do I do with the food part? Exactly. Right? Oh, like, yes, exactly. Because if I'm going to the gym, like, how am I going to eat? Like, you know, because right if it takes me the gym, or do I take a shower? Yeah. 
Go ahead. I stopped you when you were saying. Oh, no. So I'm just saying it takes me like 40 minutes to get to my gym or something like that. How, where, when am I going to have time to eat? Where will I eat? Like, you know, I can't go back home and cook breakfast and shower there and like eat. I have to buy food somewhere. It's just all these choices that come yeah. with it. So like, I think like the challenge with like picking up the, the excess of uh, the, the habit exercise is really one. You, you still need to work through that framework, right? The whole like cue uh, routine reward. So that, 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 like that, that loop is the same right but what really the where the challenge or where the problem needs to be solved is how do you set up the routine in such a way that it's pretty easy yeah right? and like for me i moved to so where i live in dana high the gym is within is like it's a three minute drive right so i can i can i can wake up go to the gym then go to work yeah and for breakfast i essentially either have a shake or uh, pack breakfast in my bag and then that's it right so yep. that works out for me but even then i don't stick to it that fervently because if i forget to pack my gym bag it's kind of i wake up i'm like oh it's gonna take like 15 minutes to pack all my mm-hmm. all my gym bag and um i kind of lose interest in that as well but that i think when it comes to working out the toughest part is getting all those questions and answers right it's just like yep. how do what do i eat when do i eat how can i make it easier to kind of get to the gym and back how's it yep. been so far though have you have you managed to show up to post up at the gym at least once you know i took the first step and i got my gym card i signed up for a gym membership got the gym card i went to pick up my card that day and i forgot to bring my gym bag so <laughs> i didn't go in granted well, that's we started a win, though you have the card yeah and like speaking of wins there's another thing that like the book talks about i Mm -hmm. think which is a good time to talk about small wins or like you know i forgot they had another way from it's like is it like foundational habits or something like that but like small wins are important because they give you enough of this um feeling of like success or like not even accomplishment that allows you to fall like other things to fall into place and the one thing about habits is like the more good habits you have in place the more that the other pieces of your life like just start magically falling together. That's how you see that people who tend to work out often or have like a good workout schedule, like it's like, you know, it's not always like this direct correlation, but like the other parts of their lives seem to fall into place just fine, whether it's in their career or like, you know, dating, et cetera, because just like good habits bestow other good habits. Um, And small ones are important by just taking these like small, like slow and steady progress to build up bigger and better um, habits and routines. So like somebody may want to have a goal of like losing weight or something like that. And they may start a small ass like, well, first I'm going to like get my diet right. And once I get like into a good habit of like eating healthy, you know, Mm -hmm. for like maybe a month straight, then they can work the day, feel good enough about themselves to start going into the gym and then like, you know, um, improving upon other lifestyle, like just other lifestyle improvements. And eventually they have a healthy routine going on and like a healthy habit, like a good habit going on. So like small I mean, ones are important. In that another regard. way, another way to look at it is this, right? So instead yeah. of even having to think about like, oh, I need to, in order to work out, I need to kind of go wake up, pack my gym bag, go to the gym, then go to work. You can be like, well, I'll wake up, I'll do ten push ups, and then I'll go in the shower, and then I'll call that my workout, right? Yeah. Once you get into the habit of actually doing that consistently, then you can be okay. I'm gonna increase the the difficulty of this 
And then, okay, maybe now now this time I'm actually going to go to the gym, uh, make that the thing that I want to do, knowing that yeah. you're gonna, you already have that routine of wake up, do some, some physical activity, then get rewarded by breakfast or whatever, um, whatever you reward yourself to. And it's, very, it's actually very important that you kind of give yourself a reward for completing um, whatever that small routine of yours. At least yeah. the way I used to do it. Um, the reward is crucial because what your brain strives for because oh i remember i forgot a key part a habit is an addiction for that reward in a way because your brain has gotten used to being rewarded from that routine that starts craving it so that's what really drives habits in a way because they they started off using an example of a mouse in a trap um like a a mouse in a maze to get like a piece of cheese or a piece of chocolate um and they had like neuron like something to measure the brain activity in their brains and like they have the cue of like you know um being zapped meaning start running to go to the maze and they figured like the routine is they go to the maze and the reward is getting that piece of chocolate and what they found is through like each run like at first there's a lot of brain activity for the like m- mice to like learn how like the maze or whatever yada 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 the maze. but then after yeah. that they remember it they remember it they, they, that's routine activity. but then they still crave that reward at the end so they still know how to do it and know where to get to and that's how you get a habit so that reward I is very important one way to also look at it is that to bring it back to the whole like how the correlation between people who work out and um having the appearance externally have that they have their stuff together right is that the more you the more good habits you have or the more positive habits you have the less brain activity you have the less brain power you use in figuring out like those aspects of your life yeah that you can dedicate much of the brain activity to other items during the day because when those things are automatic you just like wake up and you do them then you have brain space or time to actually do the things uh, to take care of other things in your life that uh, you previously didn't have mental uh, capacity for so that's another way to kind of look at it they actually talk about that um just like how people with like good habits or something like that or like there's a way that they measured willpower or something like that and oh well yeah willpower and I mean, willpower and habits, the closely related, and it's, I don't know, will that, I haven't read enough research about willpower, aside from knowing that um, it depletes by the end of the day, typically. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if you have good habits, you have less, like, if you fall into good habits, you you're not depleting your willpower. As much. Exactly. So, you have more to put into other aspects of your life. True. Uh-huh. So, that's how it is. True. So is it the? So are you only trying to pick up the, um, the workout habit? Trying to eat healthy too. That one's hit or miss depending on like. <sighs> yeah, dude. Because like you know I eat lunch in the office, so I'm not gonna like, turn down a free meal. But I can also make. I've been trying to make healthier choices with those food options in the workplace as well. I gotta say that's that's one of the things that I liked about having cooks when we we're in uh, in college. Oh my god, yo! I would eat grilled. I would eat the same thing every day, which I don't mind at all. But you know, yeah. just lunch, go to North Dining Hall, get a salad at the salad bar, whatever it is, or even after our workout, was it three egg white omelet with the uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, just various fixings. fillings? Yeah, all various fixings. fixings. 
you know, or lunch, eat like a Cobb salad or whatever the salad of the day is. Dinner, for dinner, what would I have? I would have like a chicken breast or maybe like a, a burger with no bun with some cheese on top. I mean, I guess like if, if we were to replicate it and like now that we've, now that we have like a completely different schedule, right? The, the way to replicate that is to kind of, um, I guess get into the habit of cooking our own meals, right? And that's yeah. when you have to have like cue, routine slash reward, and how that works out. Yeah, but but, but then yeah. that make that becomes like a third, what should we call it? Third habit that you're trying to do because your first thing is you're trying to work out more. Then you're trying to make healthier choices when you're picking food too. But you're also trying to eat healthier or make your own meals in a way. Yeah, meal prep. Yeah, meal prep. Yeah, it's hard. And, like, also, in New York, like, my kitchen is not, like, in Austin. You saw my apartment in Austin. I had a lot of, I used to do meal prep in Austin. But that's because it was, yeah, it was way easier because I had more room to cook as well. But I don't have that type of cooking room space here. So it's even harder to meal prep. And I don't feel like walking, like, 10 minutes to a grocery store to, like, get groceries and then walk 10 minutes back to my apartment. I know you guys have these uh, services that deliver food. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. But then it's just like a matter of I eat. It's like hard for me to prep food during the week whenever I eat so many of my meals at the office. First yeah. world problems. I and know. you also have free food. So yeah. at it's the like office. Ha- it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a dicey situation on that one, though. Yeah. But actually, like we've been talking about my habit loops. Let's talk about your habit loops. What is like where are some habits you're trying to pick up? What are some of your current habit loops that you could like identify or talk to us about? Uh, current habit loops. So I've I've re- I regularly go to the gym. Like if it's if I spend more than three yeah, bro, days, I lift. If I yes, I do. I mean, you, so the way I, I mean, we could talk like the way I picked that up was in college. My my habit loop was that I would study until five thirty p.m. Right now, five thirty wherever yeah. I was, I would stop, go back to my dorm, change into gym clothes, and go to the gym. And the gym was like five minute walk. Then after yeah. the gym, I always go to eat dinner. And I yep. would do that three times a week. Bruh, thinking about it, our habit loops in college, especially junior year, senior year, were so on lock. Yeah. No, you they, remember, were, they were pretty good. You remember me, man? I was like, just straight study. Like, you know, wake up, go to class, stud, um, you know, or go to the gym uh, between class, get my stuff like for my next class, my afternoon classes, and then like things I need to study after classes are over. Um, study I mean, for a little also bit. Also, back then, if you think about it, it's just that most of our, uh, most of the our habit loops were very much suited for the life we had at the time, right? Exactly. So, for example, we had people who were cooking for us, so cooking wasn't something that we needed to worry about, right? Um, yeah. Making, uh, paying rent. Or making money for a living wasn't something that we needed to worry about, mainly True. because tuition was handled uh, already. And yeah. the only thing we needed to worry about is literally just like wake up, clean your clothes, eat food, uh, get good grades. Right? Yep. Those were the things that we worried about. But now we have a little bit more on our plate and to a certain degree, kind of like what our habits used to be while they were good for the time. Like now we need to like step it up go to the to the next level so i'm glad that i figured out that the whole studying uh well not studying working out when i was in college 
because that See, one yeah. kind of it helps me it help it helps me one stay in shape um and i also picked up like the healthy eating healthy when i was in college as well right yeah and then yep, yep. the trick for me on that one was oh man dude building that one was kind of tough because... yo there's so many good food out there and like you know the unhealthier it is like the better it tastes most of the time dude, do you know how good pasta tastes with yeah man cheese i just had some on friday man this is what i'm talking about whenever good, i say it's it? hard yeah it's good oh. mm-hmm. there's some straight um, handmade italian pasta oh yeah that doesn't help I, I was just dealing with the box stuff nah man new york things uh and at least so from what i remember in college one of the things that helped out was just having essentially a a, a list of go-to meals which oh, was dude I'm sorry to cut you off. Hold that thought. I'm sorry to cut you off. But go ahead. He talks about how lists are fundamental to building, like also a good way of building routines. Like it's how you go into the gym. You put a list of your workouts to track your progress. Mm-hmm. Lists are fundamental for doing routines. If you want to get chores done or have like do the weekly errands, make a list of what you need to do, and like your routine will follow it. Like of your routine or what you're going to do. I mean, and so it the reduces the cognitive load. Yeah, exactly. The whole idea is to, reduce, is to reduce cognitive load. So when you know exactly what you need to do and you don't have to remember it, the only thing you need to worry about is just doing it. Exactly. I'm sorry. I need to like get that out there. But once again, oh, yeah. no, it, it totally <laughs> makes sense. It totally exactly. makes sense. Um, just like when so when it comes to food, it's just like reducing, uh, reducing the number of food choices to a very few set of meals. Mm-hmm. Um, in college, I think I had like three three go-to meals was either stir fry uh vegetable soup with meatballs yeah and uh when it was wings night i would would just eat wings obviously yeah um and i think those yeah those were those were my those actually those were my only two meal uh meal choices that i would go to breakfast was always the same egg whites um all the fixings then i would eat a muffin and Mm -hmm. coffee yeah, uh, I would skip lunch because I didn't want to like lunch was too. I hate I hate like I hated crowded dining halls. So I would skip lunch completely and just wait until uh, dinner. And now the the food, the my meal habit is that actually I, I do I meal prep whenever I can uh, over the weekend, which is just chicken and vegetables. So I have like mm-hmm. pre-made uh, pre-made Tupperware of like meals in the fridge. I just pick it up, put it in my bag. And yeah. do that at work, but when I can't, the the replacement that I have for that is that at work I actually have can of mixed vegetables. Yeah, and then whenever I forget my lunch, I just take that and then use some um, barbecue sauce to season it, and then I call that lunch, so that I don't have to like break my vegetable plus eat rule during the week. Nice. Yeah, and so as far as like new habits that i'm trying to i'm trying to pick up is cardio man cardio is just cardio uh, yo cardio is everybody's worth worst enemy except the people who do it right for real um but yeah that one that one has been on and off so i i was doing pretty well in november like around october november i would wake up yeah do do a 25 minute run and then i would go to work 
And I tried to do that in February. I only did that for like two, three weeks, and that fell off. Can't remember. Uh, can't remember why. Um, mm-hmm. And then right now, I haven't haven't really gotten back into it. But I really would. I would like to do that again because like the weather is nice outside, and it would be perfect. Yeah. To pick that up again, but I guess I'll I'll pick up, I'll pick up the power habit and see if there's any decent tips about picking up cardio or a way to think about it that might change my approach yeah man i'm telling you it will change your approach a lot at least just thinking about like the habit loops and all that will be beneficial mm-hmm. i promise i think we've talked about small wins already um and i don't think any habit is necessarily like we could talk about like what if you fail to start a habit but i think really like this is like if you have failed to start a habit, maybe it's just a matter of you haven't found the right cue yet to force you into that routine. And eventually you have to figure out what cue or invent a cue that works for you to fall into that routine and keep on doing it until it just becomes like habit. Right. I mean, so when you come, I guess like. I'd say working out for me is a failed habit. Right. At least going to the gym is a failed habit, not necessarily working out. but Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, the point I was going to make is that if you, maybe the first point, like you're trying to go too big the first time instead of starting exactly. small. Small. Right? Cause like right you, now, it's, yeah. Start small, like play basketball once a week with my coworkers, and then maybe start throwing in a little bit of heavy lifting here and there, you know? I mean, so here's the thing. One thing you could do, you could wake up, do five body squats, and take a shower. And technically... Yeah. You would have worked out every single day. Yeah. Right? So I guess like at that point, it just comes to, um, it becomes like, how, where do you want to start? And likely, to be honest, when you start really small, and you actually, if you start really small and you build up on it, you're more likely, not necessarily, nah, now you're more likely to succeed, but that has a higher chance of success than um starting big because when you start big you have a tendency to give to give up and not continue at all i guess not necessarily a higher chance of success but a higher chance of uh discipline to it of sticking to it in the long run all right which is where like the whole idea of tiny habits comes in right instead of starting habits really big and saying oh i'm gonna wake up and go to the gym for an hour you can say i'll wake up do x amount of push-ups every day or One of the example that the BJ Fogs give is that instead of saying I'm going to start flossing every day, it's like I'm going to wake up and just floss one tooth. Then ah. everybody can floss one tooth. You floss one tooth, and after you floss one tooth, you celebrate. And celebration can be as easy as like, yeah, awesome. Like essentially his main celebration is like you look at it, you do essentially a fist bump in the end and say, awesome. And yeah. then you keep on doing that. And every single time you're just like you add a tooth. Awesome, and then you feel like, okay, maybe I can do more. And by the end, you get into the habit of flossing all your teeth. But obviously, yeah. that's not a zero to 100. It's more like uh, zero, like 100 in a very steady progress. Yeah, it's like, you know, that that our acceleration is like mm-hmm. way, way uh, slower. It's like, it's best, you probably want to go in like a Honda Fit instead of a Tesla Roadster. You yeah, know? okay, yeah, most definitely. 
Way to make it a loose a loose detect room. Hey, listen, man, it's a technology podcast. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just okay, kidding. That, that's all good. But yo, man, this has been a really fruitful discussion. Um, yo, thank y'all for listening. This has been another episode of Two Black Nerds. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Two Black Nerds or email us at hello at two black nerds.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at K-W-U-C-H-U. That's Kuchu. Once again, I've been Ihai and Romeo. Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me at K-W-I-R-O-M-E-O, Que Romeo on Twitter. And uh, hit me up. All right, y'all. You got the got the deets. So this has been another episode of Two Black Nerds. Thank y'all for listening in. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah,